Wisconsin's Afternoon News is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, the team is here. Sandy Max is here. Greg Matzik's here. Debbie Lazig has got your traffic. Adam Roberts producing the show this afternoon. Wanted to update you on a story that I told yesterday at this time during the show. Oh, boy. So I was on the phone with my mortgage company who needed a copy of my homeowner's insurance. They need a copy of the homeowner's insurance, and my homeowner's insurance company had not sent it to them. So I have the mortgage lady on the phone, and she's very nice, a charming lady named Deborah. And she says, I think I can get a hold of your insurance company right now and have them just send me the stuff over. Would that be the easiest? I said, oh, yeah, then I wouldn't have to fax it or scan it in email. I said, sure, that'd be great. So she says to me, can I do a three-way with you? Then we both paused, and I said, man, I've never had anyone ask me to do a three-way on the phone. I didn't know that was this kind of call. And I paused, and there was the same dead air. I thought, oh, God, did I, did I just overstep? Was that out of bounds? And then she laughed. Then she laughed. And she said, have people offered you a three-way off the phone? So I was like, yeah, all right. She's on my team. She's on my page. And we both laughed. And she was charming, and we got on the call with my insurance company. Okay, so I heard from several people on the text line, and I got some emails today. Late last night, actually, after the show, who said, what would your wife think of that? So our question yesterday was, was it inappropriate? And you guys both basically said, yeah, it was inappropriate. So I went home. I asked the same question to Michelle, my wife. I said, here's what happened. She said, I didn't hear the segment. <laughs> so I told her exactly how the segment went. And I said, was my interaction with the lady on the phone inappropriate? And she rolled her eyes so hard at my comment that they hit the back of her head. <laughs> And she said, it doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me that you said that. And she said, both. It was inappropriate, but it was really funny. So I said, okay. And then she said, don't do that again. (laughs) You're married to a good partner. You're married to a good partner. Because I'll tell you, when I got home over dinner, my boyfriend said, wow, I thought you were going to really give it to John harder than you did. I'm like, well, why? I mean, He's like, I just... I." would have thought you would have never stood for that. I said, well, I wasn't offended, but I did think it was inappropriate and that he got a playful person. But there were a lot of different scenarios where that wouldn't have worked, but it was not. Yes, she opened the door. You did not have to walk through but it. But I also read the room, right? I <laughs> no, mean, you talk- couldn't see her at all. I could hear her, though. I could hear the <laughs> smile in her voice. Like I told you, we were having a nice banter and she was very personable so i felt like i read the room if she was very businesslike and she was gruff i would have handled it differently it's I, still I a big have... line to cross there, yeah, is, there is. is that's um there's a little leap of faith there right by the way this is the same thing that happened yesterday <laughs> all the textures are saying i don't think it was inappropriate i think it was funny i it, definitely think it was funny and it can be both. I just don't think I would have right. done it. Right, they're not mutually exclusive. Right. That's what we also talked about at the dinner table. It's not mutually exclusive. It was a big risk. It's a professional conversation, and it's someone that you can't even see. You can't have the eye contact. So you you judged on some so what do you think? warmth in the voice. Right, exactly. You make a judgment but call. Was it inappropriate or not? The text line is 855-616-1620. The interesting thing to me though, on the text yesterday on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, go ahead, 855-616-1620. We do care about what you think because this has been fun to talk about and discuss. I got annoyed with the people who were like, well, you're just so easily offended. I never said I was offended and that I was horrified and I thought you were just a terrible person. I just thought it was inappropriate in the business world that we but live in But who's it inappropriate to if it doesn't offend somebody? 
Is doesn't it appropriate it have to, to be make offensive if it's in? Doesn't have to be if is it? I don't understand. It's inappropriate to make a sexual comment in the business place. But I wasn't in the business place. Like You're I wasn't on the talking, phone I wasn't getting business done. I wasn't talking to a done. colleague. I wasn't talking to a fellow employee. You're talking to a person who's doing business with you and for you. She's talking to you purely professionally because she had a personality and she played along. Yay. I want everybody to get along and have a better day at work. Should I read the text? Oh, of course. But that's what I, but I just mean. We, I, got six, we got eight texts. I'll read them. Jim at Fond du Lac. I love your wife. She sounds like my wife. Hey, thank mm-hmm. you very much. From the 262, it was not inappropriate. This is the problem with society. No one can take a joke at all. It's disgusting. From the 414, JM, you're hilarious. Um, from the 262, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones because I guarantee all those people that say it was inappropriate have done it themselves, including in business situations. People have to look deep inside themselves when they make a judgment. People are too judgy. From the 414, uh, yes, at your age, it was inappropriate. Ooh. From the 414, I'm a female. I'm cracking up right now. That was good stuff. Uh, from the 414, inappropriate, but not the end of the world. From Lori and Fond du Lac, ew, I cringed in my car listening to this. Uh, from Heather, completely inappropriate, totally hilarious. They can be both. Um, Steve, John sounds like something I would say. It's hilarious. A one-word response, inappropriate. Um, Lori says, by the way, I just texted that was inappropriate, but I still like you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's just it. Yeah. Uh, Diane, oh my God, we probably have 100 inappropriate conversations each and every day. Just stop it. Um, come on, John, it is inappropriate. You just got to oh, wait hang on a second. Yes, it was funny. Go back to the last text. What did that say again? Uh, we have, uh, scrolling up, and my, for, my God, we have probably 100 inappropriate conversations a day like this where I work. Stop yes, it. okay, but that's an acknowledgement. Because she uses the word inappropriate. inappropriate. Right, and, she and, uses the word inappropriate. Right, so that, that's kind of feeding on yeah. what we're all saying here. Yeah. It, 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 maybe it was. It was also hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I would have said, that's a loaded question. That would have been my response to what she said. And for yeah. all the people and calling me a snowflake right now, it's like, I think you can hear the warmth in our voice where I'm not disgusted right, by John. Exactly. We're friends. He asked We're my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Now, can I visit, though, yesterday, can you explain this one? Because Debbie and I both called you out on this one. Yeah. Well, Sandy, it wasn't inappropriate, but it was not appropriate. Where were you trying to go with that little... Oh, I don't Tap remember dance. saying that. Did I say that? Yeah. I mean, I don't deny you it, did, but yeah. I don't remember saying I'm, that. Let's not go back there. If, no, if it's I not a strong you. stand. I, I trust you. No, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, because that's, that, yeah, even Debbie was able to jump in in the middle of the traffic. I was like, oh, wait, what is this little <laughs> so parsing I will say word? This. But, uh, I, I do, in reflection, hmm. think it was inappropriate. I you do, just don't in regret reflection, it. think it was hilarious. And I would do the same thing again. If I, felt like I, I... If I felt like I read the phone call and read the person... I, I, I'm being honest. I would do the same thing again. But that's see, who that's I am. That's where I, guess. I wish that you wouldn't. That's where I wish you would go. Oh, okay. We had fun. We talked about it. Learned a lesson. I took a risk. Yeah. And, and how, how would you feel if it didn't work? Uh, I would have felt like that's too bad. That didn't work. I, I feel like, wow, that didn't go well. And that might happen next time. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know? I mean, on behalf on. of I your wife and I, both I didn't. I mean, she opened. You said it. She opened the door. You. But she opened the door, saying a legitimate three-way right, phone call. Just because no she didn't use the no word doubt. phone call, you knew what she was inferring for sure. In order to connect I you did. with your insurance company to get your mortgage fixed, I did. Are you gonna? Do you have her name? Are you gonna give her a compliment I, to her I, manager? Deborah to say, is all I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deborah, thank you. <laughs> it's five seventeen at WTMJ. By the way, just as a generality, so you all know, 
Uh, when you send a text in to the text line, uh, Sandy and I read them all. So we don't have time to respond to them all, but we do appreciate when you're part of the show. So yeah. whether you agree with us, don't agree with us, whether it's on something we just talked about or something earlier in the show, we do read them all. We try to respond where we can, but to thank you for being part of the show. Uh, that number is 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. Uh, big news going on nationally is that there is a writer's strike going on. So the people that write everything from the sitcoms and dramas you see on TV to Saturday Night Live to the late, late talk shows are on strike. They're walking the line and immediately impacted our Saturday Night Live, which has canceled shows they have upcoming. And Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, who else is on Colbert? Mm-hmm. They've all canceled because they need stuff written right now because it's topical. So they're in reruns. So they've canceled their shows. Meanwhile, the stuff that will begin to air in the fall, because that's when the new shows roll out generally, they have enough stuff in the bank right now because they saw this coming that those shows have not been impacted as of now. Production schedules have not yet been impacted. If this goes only a couple of months, they likely will not be. Everything will be on schedule for the fall. If it goes longer than that, then some of the shows you're used to coming out with new episodes later on this year will possibly be impacted. Fifteen years ago, the last time this happened, the world was a much different place 15 years ago. In 2008, we didn't have Apple TV. I don't know if we had Netflix. If we did, it wasn't what it is now. There weren't streaming options. It was a much, much different world. It was network TV by and large. It was cable TV. It was, this show comes on every week at 7, this one comes on at 8, this one comes on at 9. I think back to 2010, which was when Downton Abbey started airing on PBS. And yep. every Sunday night, you yes. had to wait for that next Episode. Great example. And I you think, couldn't binge them. No. And I think at that time was the Netflix, they were DVDs that you sent back and forth. Yep. It was before, way before streaming was a thing. So the question is, how much of a deal is this? How much does it matter? If new episodes don't come out on September 15th like everybody thinks they will, is it that big a deal? Now, I would argue if it goes on for two years, it's a big deal. If there's no new Ted Lasso or whatever you watch for two years. But if things are delayed a little bit, isn't it much differently than it was, what was it, must-see TV on Thursdays Mm -hmm. when Friends and Seinfeld and ER came on? It's a much different place today. There was that Friday night run of, like, Perfect Strangers and (laughs) Full House. Full House. That's what I was wondering. Okay. They had a name for it, and I don't remember what it was called, but, man, that was must-see TV. It was TGIF, wasn't it? It was TGIF. Very good. Oh, my God. Very good. Yeah. Who didn't want to see what Bronson Pinchot was up to, right? Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned 2008, right? That was the last time this happened. So to me, that would have been a big deal. We were not a Netflix-consuming family at that point. We weren't really a family at that point. I wasn't even married at that point. Uh, Breaking Bad was a thing at that point. It debuted in 2008. I would have been freaked out if I would not have been able to watch another episode of Breaking Bad because I was so engrossed in that series. But to your point, John, I did not become so engrossed into that series until six years after that first episode aired. And then I watched like nine episodes in a row. Binged it. it, Because I had it through my Apple service. Right, so the, the binging that happens today, I'm like six years behind on stuff that I want to watch, and I don't Same. know if I'll ever catch up if I'm being honest. So uh, today, no, it doesn't mean much to me. I'm not into the late-night talk shows that much. I, quite frankly, didn't know Saturday Night Live was still on the air. I don't know that it should be. But like those aren't in my wheelhouse anymore, and the programs that are, I feel like I still have to catch up on. <laughs> I feel that way, too. You're right. So it's almost like we have so much stockpiled that we won't be oh, hurt I do. by this. I'm way behind. Well, you're certainly not going to be hurt because it's entertainment. But who is being hurt are the 
creatives. I have a friend who works on the Stephen Colbert show in the writing room, and I have yet to connect with him, but I've also seen news reports from people who worked in Jimmy Fallon's writing team, and they all went bowling last week, and it's like, hey, now I don't know if I'm going to get rent, and I saw that Seth Meyers... But they chose to hurt themselves. They went on strike. They didn't get fired. I understand that, and I don't know all the logistics and specifics of what they're asking for, but if the last time they did this was 15 years ago, probably for some reasons of better pay, better benefits, and that sort of thing. So right. while this all hashes out, those Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon have stepped up. They are going to uh, cover at least a week, and NBC is talking about extending health care through September. So, and they did that last time, too, so, so these, they'll take care of their people. One would hope. Yep. But uh, it's it's not an easy way to make a living. It's one of those competitive industries. Yeah. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. How we doing out there? Meteorologist Brian Niznanski is with us, and he is on the road today. Where are you at, Niz? Yeah, what's up, guys? I'm out at Greenfield Park in West Dallas, and I mean, awesome park out here, but we're actually at the Cool Waters Pool Aquatic Center here. They got the big slides and everything, uh, because yet again, um, heading into summer, getting close to it, um, a lot of the county pools may not be open because of a lifeguard shortage. So they're looking for more lifeguards. Uh, the requirements, you got to be 16 years old, you got to be in good, uh, decent shape. And I think it, what was it, 100 meters in like a minute and 45 yeah. seconds. You so, can do all those things. You go through training, and you can be a lifeguard. So your buddy Vince Vetrano and I were talking earlier today, and Vetrano's kids, I can't. I think it might have been Liv, his twin daughter, applied okay. to be a lifeguard and hasn't heard back. She wants to help, and she's not getting calls back, and she's qualified. What? I, I, and it's through the county? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, Come on. I, I think it, it, what's the holdup here? What's the hang-up here and everything? Uh, I'm sure Vince got to the bottom of it. Um, but yeah, hopefully that, that gets a little bit more, more seamless. The way I look at it, man, that sounds like a much better job than I was up at, uh, Cole's food store, uh, yep. running the cash register, banging groceries and stuff at that age. Uh, I was a janitor uh, in a factory at that age in between my college years, making good money, but it was hard. It was hot. It wasn't fun. A lifeguard sounds much more enjoyable. You're, you're, you're going to think I'm joking. My some one of my summer break, one of my summer break, uh, I, I did the same thing for Racing Unified yeah. School District janitor, yep. janitor work, and that was brutal. I mean, literally, and I mean, no lie, putty knife getting gum off a of bottom Ooh. of that. Yep. Yeah. Yep, you're right, man. <laughs> I, I hear you. Well, Vetrano, you're right. Vetrano will get to the bottom of that. Yeah, you know what? You sure it wasn't Max? He probably did something wrong, and he's he's off, he's off the list of a lifeguard. No, I don't even know if Max <laughs> wants to work. <laughs> yeah. He wants to be the boss. Vince has great kids. I'm sure yeah, there's some mistake that's going on there for yep, sure. Got to be. <laughs> but we're all looking forward to summer so much yeah. once we get into this next nice stretch that I hope you're going to tell us about. That This is one of those jobs to be a lifeguard is to maximize yeah. the summertime. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's right around the corner here. We're going to take baby steps. Um, today, I mean, we were stuck in the 40s most of the day, except for inland. Out here in West Dallas, it's in the 50s. Not bad at all, uh, but downtown in the 40s. But it was just nice to see the sun. And this slow trend out of this is going to continue. Uh, tonight, partly cloudy, 40 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly sunny. 
I think we get up to 60 in Milwaukee tomorrow. Waukesha, more like 65. And then by the time you make it out to, say, Lake Mills, maybe close to 70 degrees. So even warmer tomorrow. Now, starting tomorrow night and into Friday, there is a chance of some showers. Now, the best chance will be north of Milwaukee. I think most of us stay dry. 61 Milwaukee, 66 inland. Saturday, mostly sunny. 60 Milwaukee, 66 inland. And then Sunday, partly cloudy. Light chance of showers, 62 degrees in Milwaukee. Inland, 67. Pretty standard spring stuff but leaps and bounds better than the last two weekends that we had, guys. All right. We're headed the right direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got it. And, and there are signs of, you know, that this is where we're going to stay. Of course, we're going to have some cooler days, but uh, a much more typical spring-like forecast. And, yes, with, you know, a few weeks from now, we'll be talking about summer almost here. Yeah, typical's okay. We'll take that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Niz. All right, guys. We'll see you later. It is 543 at WTMJ. In three days, a new monarch takes the throne in London. The crown of the United Kingdom is solely come to the Prince Charles Philip Arthur George. This is the Wisconsin's Afternoon News Coronation Countdown. Sandy Max has her British flag. I like your scarf. That's really cool. It's got icons of London on it, it looks like, right? It's a Christmas gift from a friend. I like it. So, yes, it, it seemed like the right uh, scarf to wear today. You are the ultimate London lover. You're our London <laughs> expert. Are you getting excited? It's a couple of days away. Yes, I am. It's it, because it is so historic and yeah. all those horns that you just heard, the heraldry, it is one of these unique once-in-a-lifetime experiences that we actually can see even though we're not there, but all the, it's the crown jewels. They're getting some out for this. I love that. I love the pomp and circumstance, the history behind it all. Yeah. I mean, it is a spectacle and it hasn't happened for 70 years. So one of the things that uh, will happen is that as part of the coronation, it used to be that those that were in attendance would take an oath of allegiance to the king. Well, now this time they're encouraging anyone that's an English citizen that is watching to take this oath during the ceremony. It's uh, to pay homage to King Charles. It used to be reserved for aristocrats that were in Westminster Abbey. This is what it says, hmm. in part. I- I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, the order of the service will say, in part, they're going to ask everyone to take part in this. I swear that I will pay true allegiance to your majesty. And then it concludes with this. And true allegiance to your heirs and successors, according to law, so help me God. A lot of people have a bigger problem with the second half, because this is an unsavory bunch of characters that you're asking to give allegiance to. So the king, Mm -hmm. at the beginning, you're asked to. But then, presumably, to people like the great royal traitor, Prince Harry... (laughs) Prince Andrew. I think that's the second line on his resume. Is that what that is? (laughs) Prince Andrew, Mm -hmm. who just paid $11 million to avoid going to court over a sex abuse scandal. Mm -hmm. And in general, and you have a lot of friends who are English, they think it's outdated. I mean, this did happen with the Queen 70 years ago, but should we still be paying allegiance to the king, to the figurehead, to the monarchy? Well, it's just we consider ourselves citizens since we rebelled and revolutionized and left England in the 1770s. But this is just so weird for, to be considered a subject. And I think that's... Right, that word, subject. Yeah, you're subject to the king. And even just hearing you say his majesty, like, that just sounds so funny. Yeah. That just sounds so foreign, literally foreign to me. Uh, one of my dear friends is a retired uh, BBC news presenter, and uh, his name is Mike, and he and I changed texts, and he is horrified 
uh, about the about oath. the oath in particular, and and I think that the public is being encouraged, mm. even if you're not there, like well, you're watching at home or you're watching on one of these big screens all, placed all around London, that you're supposed to stand up and do this. I don't know if you put your hand over your heart, but yeah, it's called the uh, homage of the people. I wonder how many people will do that. So if you're watching yeah. with a group, like here, if you watch a sporting event and the Star Spangled Banner comes on, uh, wherever I am, I I always stand. Do you really I, in your living room? I do. Or? Yep. Yep. And I was at a Marquette game, actually, during the run, and I was at a party. And everybody in the room did, just kind of, but nobody sings, like, really sings, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Unless you have a fantastic voice for that song. which I definitely don't. But but that's interesting that you would pause and do that for the national anthem. just like instinct, I guess. So I don't don't know if people will do this or not. I will tell you, though, that this is going to shave some time off. It used to be called the homage of peers, and that's when all the dukes... Because we're going back to the yeah. 1800s and before, all the dukes would uh, take a knee in front of the new monarch. Like individually? Mm-hmm. They'd parade up there? Oh, yeah. And, oh, wow. Well, because, you know, that is the nobility. I mean, this is how the, uh, the monarchy is evolving. So That must take a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to shave two hours off of so the Prince coronation Charles ceremony. So Prince is trying to move things forward. He's trying to bring the monarchy into a different era. Mm-hmm. He's trying to change. He says it needs to evolve and grow. This part just seems kind of... A backwards part of the tradition, maybe dated. Yeah, to be your subjects. It'll be interesting to see social media on Saturday and see just how many people are posting videos of themselves taking the oath. Or the opposite, snarky comments. Yeah. But I'm not doing that. But I have to think a lot of the older citizens of England will be yeah. all in on that. You know, the, the tradition and the history. So are you going to get up early and watch? I'm not. Um, I do want to see some of it. I'm actually on the road all day. I'm, I'm, I'm driving literally 12 hours on Saturday, which makes me sad because I want to see it. So I'll look forward to seeing the highlights. Will you get up early? I think coverage here starts at like 4 in the morning. I've been doing some research. There are several uh, networks that will be starting as early as 4 a.m. Yeah. Central. That's yeah. when it's because it will actually start. The ceremony itself at Westminster Abbey will be at. 6 a.m. Eastern, which is 5 a.m. for us. Okay. So yeah. I, I so don't know. You, I watch. Will you be up? Why wouldn't I? You know, I'm going to have make do? some tea. I, I oh, feel like I'm perfect. missing out. I do want to see that. And it's almost like going to a concert. Like, I want to see that first moment when the band comes on stage. Like, that is one of the best moments. So I think I do want to see him in his motorized carriage get out. I want to see the long velvet robe yeah and the crown well he'll get the crown later but when he's on the throne but i i do want to see it i think it's a once in a lifetime experience for us which brought us to the question what would you get up at <laughs> for for what guys, would you be in front of the tv at four o'clock in the morning golf fans you've gotten up that early to watch something like that haven't you oh yeah uh, the open championship so most years well, you that, do that that first tea time is like 2 a.m really that's wow great. that's even earlier <laughs> i love sports at weird times man it's the best so you get up for that uh, I have just to like you know have fun with friends like anybody else awake and wow. like, just to mess with people a little bit. But yeah, that's almost it. like you just stay up. Well, yeah. for, it's two a.m. Four years I was doing the morning show sports, so you watch yeah. live sports when you get into the studio. That wasn't common. That's that pretty cool. Fun. You don't get to do that very often. No, not at all. Olympics is another one of those where yeah. uh, you can get up and watch the Olympics or the World Cup when that's in different parts yeah. of the world. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I should look into. So I can share with you on Friday where there might be viewing parties. Yeah, there must that's a great be, idea. There must be a British must be right that's doing that. But if you just want well, to watch British at home, pubs and stuff in our town, yeah. maybe wonder if any of them are doing anything. I know. I'll look into that. But yeah, if you just want to cozy up and make a cup of tea, you yeah. can find it on ABC and NBC and CNN. They'll they'll all be streaming this. So if you're intrigued by this, and I really am, uh, you need to go to 
London and England and parts beyond with Sandy. So Sandy's taking an incredible trip this fall. It's a wonderful, wonderful itinerary. You're going to be there with listeners from WTMJ in your very favorite place in the world. Yeah, it's going to be on October, and Westminster Abbey is one of our stops. We will oh, take cool. the official tour that has so much history over the centuries, but now where King Charles III will have been freshly crowned. Yeah, it's called... The Beatles and more, an England adventure. Oh, how fun. So that's how uh, we put this together. How much time in London? Uh, two days on the front. Oh, and so then you see two all days the sides. Yeah. Oh, great. We've got like the checklist. We're going to see Westminster Abbey. Then we'll also go to Abbey Road and walk across the crossing there. Oh, we're going to be cool. on the London Eye with a glass of bubbly. Oh, that sounds over. wonderful. And we're going to tour a uh, borough market. We're going to go on a secret food tour there and enjoy some pubs so yeah we will do we'll do london right and i also have a very favorite uh diner there called the cat and cucumber just right by tower of london which we will also tour so yeah i've I've got some favorite spots that i'm excited to share with our group and then we're going to go to liverpool and go all around and see the beatles landmarks and stay at a beatles hotel which i think is super fun and the beatles story museum is going to be closed off just for us Oh, exclusive. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We're going to go to Windsor and tour the castle there and get our royal fix. And then we're also going to Stonehenge. Oh, that's a magical place. Yeah. Go, have you been? Yes. And oh. it's unlike any place else in the world. It's really, really Frolic cool. Frolic like pagans around there. Yes, but then, exactly. Uh, stroll through Oxford and Stratford-upon-Avon. So if you want to come with me, there's still spots left. It's a 10-day vacation in October. Email me, sandy at WTMJ.com. Easy, S-A-N-D-Y at WTMJ.com. And let's go experience England together. Sandy's got beautiful brochures, so let her send you on sandy at WTMJ.com. Sandy at WTMJ.com. England in the fall. That sounds awesome. You don't have to call me Her Majesty or anything. (laughs) Curtsy? Do we need to curtsy? (laughs) No, no.